Hi, uh, welcome to the show. Uh, how about you introduce yourself? Hi, I'm uh, Ty from FunForged. And uh, what did FunForged do? Or what, what game are you guys working on? Uh, well, currently we're in the beta stage of the Empire game, a uh, massively multiplayer online strategy game. Uh, it goes a little deeper than that, but I'm sure we'll expand upon that. <laughs> um, what, you know, what inspired you to do that? Uh, well, I mean, the initial concept came from a long, long time ago, uh, um, at least three and a half years ago. Uh, and uh, it, it's an attempt at resurrecting a genre of games that uh, has since, well, for the most part, become extinct. Uh, they're kind of from uh, a time before the internet where computers connected to each other uh, through um, a modem and some information at an incredibly slow speed. Uh, but um, yeah, so we're, we we thought that with the birth of the internet and uh, and all these these things that this genre uh, could easily make a comeback if done properly. And really, that's kind of what we're doing. So hopefully, we're uh, we're breaking some new ground with it. Yeah. So um, when you decided to make this game, did you envision this as a downloadable game or um, a flash game or PHP based? Uh, well, the the idea was to make it well a flash game for sure, uh, just because it allowed us to use uh, some pretty cutting edge animation. And now that flash is standard in just about everything, from cell phones to every kind of new browser, the Wii, etc. Uh, yeah, we just wanted the we thought the game would be uh, accessible on most platforms if made this way. And uh, and yeah, flash is really fun to uh, it's a great platform to develop on, and uh, it's very friendly to both the programmers and the artists, which is, I mean, one of the best things we could have uh, encountered through this process. And how long ago did you get started? And what were some of the challenges that you encountered as you guys were developing this game? Well, uh, about three and a half years ago, our first programmer, Andre, uh, met with the the designer of the game, uh, Jarrett Kale. And uh, together they began uh, formulating an idea that Jarrett had uh, since his childhood when he played these games before the internet. And uh, yeah, it just kind of came from there. Uh, And uh, as of May 2008, uh, a second developer joined. And at that point, full-time work started. And it's been nonstop development until today, basically. Um, and all along the way, we've collected a member here and there, and uh, now our our studio stands at five core uh, members, and we have a few support staff as well that uh, uh, keep the loose ends together. <laughs> okay, and um, you know, were there any other challenges as you were developing the game? Uh, yeah, I mean. Um, Basically, I mean, there's challenges with everything, but uh, yeah. I guess our, our biggest uh, um, hurdle were that uh, we, well, I mean, all of us were, were pretty, very very new to this. Um, sure. Most of us just got out of school, uh, post-secondary school, pretty recently. So, um, and, and also, all of our fields that we came out of weren't exactly, we're all basically trying new things with this, especially working with Flash and, and ActionScript and, and all these, these different things. So it was a lot, a, a lot of uh, learning involved. And pretty much um, if, if for anyone that's worked with, with Flash, when you're trying to do something, it's, uh, we, we kind of relate it to uh, voodoo magic. You're basically uh, trying to create something from nothing. And there aren't a lot of things in place to kind of do that. So it was a lot of testing and trying really interesting things. So 
Yeah, um, and also creating the website, all sorts of like PHP and, and ASP.NET and all kinds of things uh, um, to grapple with that we had no prior experience with uh, on this, this scale. And did you guys decide to do – so is it a turn-based game or is it real-time? It's actually both, uh, which okay. is the interesting part. Um, it's primarily a turn-based game. So how the game works is uh, every two hours by default, uh, you are handed a turn. And by playing a turn, that's kind of what uh, drives the production of your empire. Um, by playing a turn, you're going to factories, your farms are going to grow, uh, everything's stored. Um, the real-time aspect of the game is related to primarily combat. Anytime you want to hack um, another nation, it's kind of a perfect game, sure. uh, you time settings. So uh, it really adds a different element to the game that a lot of games don't have. So if, if I wanted to attack you, I would do that real time, anytime I wanted. Um, but if I wanted to, say, grow my empire, that would I would kind of be restricted to when I'm given turns and and the other beautiful thing about this this method of play is that um, if you're not always at your computer, let's say you're you can only ever get to your computer once per day, you can save all of your turns up to 36, which is three days worth. Get them all at once. So it really requires no investment whatsoever. Maybe so, five minutes a day. So it's a play uh, queue, like you yeah, essentially queue of different moves. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what were some of the game design challenges that you guys ran into? And, you know, did you test out the, this this intersection between turn-based and real-time? Um, well, the, uh, well the, basically the real-time versus turn-based uh, kind of simultaneously is an element that, that's kind of borrowed from the original games. Uh, they were called uh, BBS games, like bulletin board oh, yeah, uh, yeah. games. And uh, and they had very similar kind of aspects, but now that, that everything is real time on the internet and fast connections and everything like that, um, it, we we really did kind of push the envelope in terms of allowing people to connect whenever they want. You, you can just play and launch attacks anytime. Like if you you launch an attack at four in the morning, and you know a guy on the other end of the world, it's a completely different time for him. Uh, a lot of kind of thought went into that, and, uh, and how people on teams can coordinate um, with different time zones and everything. So, uh, yeah, the the we we found our players really enjoyed the ability to connect and play anytime they want, but also not worry about missing gameplay or missing turns or anything like that because they only need to connect, you know, once a day or every other day. And they're going to be at no more of a disadvantage to uh, to anyone else. But uh, yeah, to to kind of answer your question, it was borrowed from from the original games. With with this kind of new technology, we're able to really make it uh, real time as well as turn based, um, kind of in the process. Uh, why not? Why not go completely turn based? You know, um, the thing about real time is that that means that another person has to be online at the same time then to do a battle. And um. With turn-based, you're able to, you know, it can be asynchronous. It can be like, you know, you have to do this battle within a certain amount of time, or you're just looking at the RPG points when you're actually doing the real battle. Um, well, yeah, I mean, basically how uh, how it works, essentially, imagine, um, like, you have an army uh, yeah. at, at your empire, and it's currently at home. Uh, so another player on the other end of the world decides they want to attack you, so they queue up their army, and they send it at you. 
And basically, what it is, it, it's kind of a virtualized idea, but it takes one hour for their army to reach you and one hour for it to return to them. So once after one hour has passed, their army has basically reached your army, a calculation takes place, and uh, wins and losses divide it up. Now, if while their army is en route to you, you decide you want to attack someone else and you send out most or all of your army, and your army just leaves as theirs arrives, um, that can be intense. <laughs> Pretty, pretty crippling uh, yeah. when you check back and you realize that um, so now there's other things in place that, that kind of deter that, that meaning you can you can send out spies and you can spy on enemy empires, you can find out when they're attacking, when they're winning and losing, uh, you can find out all about their army and everything like that they can also catch your spies and interrogate them, find out who sent them so uh, by creating, I mean, the simple idea that of, of the one hour each week and being sure. able to launch attacks freely, we've also added the extra level of depth where you can, yeah, you can use covert operations and even elements of, uh, of, of terrorism and, and different things like that to really um, find interesting ways of attacking your opponents, not just, uh, um, I mean, not just directly attacking them with an army. And the beauty of that is it's uh, opened a lot of different strategies uh, that wouldn't normally uh, be apparent until you're kind of deep into the game, you realize, that, hey, I don't necessarily need to just have a huge standing army and attack my enemies. I can attack them kind of from within with propaganda and all kinds of things like that. So, um, so yeah, I mean, merging the the, the, sing, the, the uh, real time with the turn based has really, uh, really uh, opened up a bunch of different avenues, uh, and and it's it's also allowed a lot of players who wouldn't normally up this kind of game to really get into it because you know it's kind of both so if you're into real time it's, it's it has that element but it's also good for the the relaxed turn-based player who doesn't necessarily need to be at their computer every moment of every day and what are you know let's talk about cooperative play do you sure. have any uh, elements to uh inspire people to form alliances together and, yeah, and how absolutely. does that work um, well, the game by default is a team-based game, uh, so teams can be uh, anywhere. So far, we've experimented with five-player teams all the way up to 15. So uh, so when you join the game, you join a team. Either you choose a team or you have the game choose one for you. And, and, uh, and there, are different, there are different available games, right? Oh, yeah. At, okay. at any given time, we have uh, many games running at currently we have nine games and we're still in beta okay. so uh once once we've we've uh many 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 games going and, and all with different rules and, and all kinds of different things yeah is there i mean what's the motivation behind having several different games running instead of just one main game and everyone joins that main game and then you know battles within there um <clears throat> well uh it's actually a number of things and it kind of on our whole uh model for for making this kind of game uh so the short answer is that um by having lots of different styles of games and sure. it, it, we can appeal to, to a larger audience for and instance these styles yeah. are you talking about variances in gameplay or are you talking about something else clearly i'm talking in uh, mostly in, in variances of uh, the core rules so for oh. instance like where i said that uh, you know you an attack takes one hour each way and, and things like that that's kind of the default rules but by sure. changing those for different games it really changes the pace uh and some of the strategy for instance we're we're going to be launching games that take place uh okay so so by default a game lasts one month so it's kind of a long-term game it, let's say it started on the first day of the month it would end on the last day of the month and 
all the drama and action would take place in between there. But we're also going to be speeding up rounds so they last one weekend. It's meaning you could you could play you could essentially sit down at your computer and play every ten minutes and you get a turn every 10 minutes rather than every two hours. And that really turns the game into more real-time, fast-paced, kind of cutthroat experience uh, where coordination is absolutely and you need the other players to kind of be around. So that would be more for, you know, the hardcore player really wants uh, to sit down and play the game, uh, whereas by default the game is, is much more casual experience where it's always in the back of your head and you can always come back to it but uh but there's no need to be there every moment of every day um and and the other thing i was going to get at was that uh by allowing by having several different games running um it it, it kind of touches on our on uh, the financial model we've been uh, working with we've never believed we we believe that a true gamer wouldn't appreciate uh um a a person with a credit card uh, and and is willing to pay to somehow be better than them in the game. So sure. by paying by paying to play our game, you aren't actually given any uh, in-game benefits. Basically, what it means is that by paying, you join more games uh, overall. Whereas you only need to win one game at any time to win. Anyone can win a game. Uh, if, if a player truly addicted and is hooked on the gameplay and wants to different strategies and, and really wants to play the hell out of our game basically yeah. uh, they, they have the option uh, to pay or a free player can can play in uh, usually one game at a time but still affords them all the gameplay and an equal uh, footing uh, equivalent to any other player um, and so far that that strategy has worked out really well and it keeps the integrity uh, of our game where so players know that you know if they don't have a uh, hundred dollars on their credit card sure. to be any worse off than, than a player does. And, um, you know, once a game completes, do, do all stats for players reset or, or how does that work? Uh, well, we have a, we have global scoreboards in place that track sure. just about everything. So, uh, right from the beginning of beta, we've got, um, you can track your, your, your stats, um, globally, uh, and we're also in, in implementing, uh, leaderboards that'll track them right down to, uh, like, and it'll get more and more centralized to the point where our ultimate goal is if you live in a city, you'll be able to go onto a leaderboard for that city and find out, you know, if you're <clears throat> where you place amongst other people who are near you and, and, and we want to really get it down to the point where you can find out. If you're, yeah, if you're the best player on your block in your city, and I know that sounds a little ambitious, but um, it, it's one thing we're really striving for because, uh, like, if you look at a game, say, like, World of Warcraft or, yeah. or something like that, I mean, if, if you just got into that game today, you're going to be so far behind that if you were a competitive player, it would be so daunting. But if you can centralize it down to the point where you can actually look at yourself versus your peers and your friends and, and kind of compete within your own circle that you choose. Sure. Uh, we really want to kind of promote that as well as have global leaderboards so we can have players truly uh, compete with the rest of the world um, on that level too. <clears throat> That's true. But do you have, <clears throat> do you have players that bring up the issue that, you know, they've invested all that time and then when a new game starts, they still have to kind of start from the beginning? Um, well, I mean the, the, we found that whenever we start a new game, 
sure. for whatever reason, even the player, the players that are at the very top of the list and the players that are even at the very bottom of the list, it's, it's a, it's a point of excitement for just about everyone. Nobody ever complains okay. because, um, they, because often the games are running concurrently. So after a few days, a new game will start a few days later, a new game will start. So at any moment, any brand new player to the game can jump right into a game and not worry about being behind or anything like that. And also, okay. players who are established can also uh, decide to play this new game and try out a new strategy. And so every time we open up a new beta round, we suddenly have a thousand people who just jump in, and it's it's really, really amazing yeah. uh, to see that. And yeah, nobody's complained. So far, it's just been when a new game starts, everyone's excited and everybody jumps on board and and they have a blast. And, and like I said, because everything carries over, any progress you make in any game is carried over to your... Yeah, exactly. Okay. So, so far, no, it's been great. Um, you know, what have been some of the surprises that you've had as you've run this beta, you know, in terms of either game balance or surprises of what players are doing? Definitely uh, some game balance issues. Uh, one of the... Uh, I don't know the exact quote, but uh, we, we've it to ourselves a few times that... Uh, noobs at our own game and uh we're not getting any closer at the moment basically we go we're everyone with something new and that's the beauty we've had such such vast beta that we've worked with it's taught us so much um so for anyone out there who's uh going to you know developing a game i strongly recommend devoting as much time to testing as you can because We've learned so much about game balance. We've changed so many things, and it's it's only gotten better. Our our forums are flooded with uh, user suggestions and balance issues and everything, and it's with just the five of us. Um, yeah. And and yeah, I mean, a lot of the challenges we've come up, we've we've encountered are, I mean, uh, different like exploits and things we've had to obviously close off, but just different um, balances, what's an overpowered build and. It's funny because uh, a lot of us are, you know, big fans of games like StarCraft. Kind yeah. of defined how balance needs to be in the end, and and the amount of work that a game like that requires to to keep balanced is amazing. And and our game is proving that. But uh, again, it's it's part of the fun is just being what and how we can equalize it amongst other things without destroying the game entirely. So um, that would be our, our main challenge, uh, balance-wise. But, I mean, some of the other issues involve, like, uh, people using multiple accounts and, and things like that, and we're, we're, we're working on different ways of dissuading uh, people from doing that. So they stick to one main account, and how we've been doing that is introducing uh, an experience and leveling system, which, uh, yeah, so the more you play and the more active you are in the game, uh, you you gain experience, which leads to different achievements, which could lead to earning in-game credits. Uh, so you don't actually have to pay for uh, to play in multiple games and, and different benefits. But again, nothing nothing you do will ever benefit your in-game playing experience. Uh, which, which I mean, we're we're sticking with uh, to the bitter end. So there's no way anyone can be better than anyone else. Okay, but really, I mean, what what's wrong with a virtual goods model where people do pay and, you know, it doesn't have to be functional, mm-hmm. but even style might be relevant. That's, uh, I don't know. Well, see, that's, that's one other thing I was, I was going to point out, that, uh, that that is one thing we're, we're definitely going to do is uh, allow uh, people to customize their army visually. Um, yeah. We're going to allow things like avatars and custom flags and different skins for the interface and all kinds of things like that. 
round packs, different trophies. Like sure. the sky's the limit in terms of uh, of adding art to the game. Like the game will never be will be a never ending uh, pile of art that just keeps going uh, higher. And uh, we're completely okay with that because that's not anything else, uh, okay. which we truly believe in. My games, uh, you don't get a game, but you can make your character look that much cooler or exactly yeah. how you want. And we yeah, definitely nothing that will imbalance the gameplay or make any you know, a free-to-play player uh, wary of a player that you know has a credit card. That's just not fair. And are you mainly then going to rely on your forum to just give you feedback as you roll something out, or do you guys have now a different process? Maybe even someone specifically working on the point systems or balance uh, testing. Uh, I mean, our lead developer, Jarrett Kale, who kind of designed the game from the ground up uh, and everything, he, he's, he's primarily our, our, uh, our balance guy. So he uses a combination of his own in-game experience and years uh, from people uh, and our forums to kind of make uh, decisions based on where balance should shift. And he's, he's very, very talented at that. Um, I mean, he's been playing games uh, longer than anyone I know, and uh, and he's very, very talented uh, in that sense. So it's uh, we're we're never worried about uh, him making the right decisions regarding balance. And uh, and I mean, it's 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 his game uh, uh, from the very beginning, and he's had kind of the vision to drive it from from yeah, like from the beginning. So it's it's been really good. So primarily, he keeps track of that, and then he just uses any other feedback given from us or from our players, and uh, and kind of implements it. But uh, like I said, it's a pretty daunting task, <laughs> yeah. and he's a pretty busy guy. But uh, no, it's been it's been working really really well. And <clears throat> you know, it took you guys or you guys started a few years ago. What inspired you to all of a sudden ramp it up uh, this year to get it out? <laughs> Um, well, I, I'm not going to lie. Uh, running out of money is okay. is a great motivation to Definitely. to drive you to finish something because uh, <clears throat> we we made this game on on a laughable budget, like like almost like there there was some money in the beginning. Most of that went to software licenses, servers. Uh, I mean, all kinds of things that are kind of. Uh, standard to making a video game sure. or any sort of media um, and then basically it's just been we've all invested so much time and and kind of our heart and souls into getting this game out and every step of the way we've been encouraged by everyone we know to just keep going and finish it we've got something amazing so that's really been the fuel uh, and just knowing that yeah we have something unique and addictive and and you know is, is sort of merit-based uh um and yeah it's that's that's been our driving force uh in the last year and like i said running out of money yeah. really makes you uh push harder because you're like well we're, we're not going to make uh any money just sitting here letting the game stagnate so yeah um and with that said how do you how do you find players then um, do you just go to strategy forums and start promoting your game, or what's the market? Well, I mean, we have one. We have one uh, huge benefit. Uh, our lead designer Jarrett Kale is also a uh, um, a an internet actor. He's uh, he created the show. Well, he's he's a co-creator of the show Pure Ownage, cool. which is a Toronto-based uh, internet TV show that is now going to TV, like actual television station. So. By having him as our kind of driving force, it's been actually, we've been very fortunate. Uh, as soon as he basically puts the call out saying, hey, we're making a game, uh, 
thousands and thousands of people uh, listen. So using, I mean, leveraging the pure ownage audience, it's, it's been no problem at all to get a massive beta testing audience. So I don't know if that's, uh, I mean, like I said, that, that's been a, a huge uh, kind of ace in the hole for us uh, is that we have this audience that's been waiting uh, to, to try our game and, and they really respect the, the guy who made the game from the beginning. So uh, it's really helped us out. But um, yeah, so, so far we haven't needed to worry about uh, um, promotion beyond uh, things like this, like talking on, uh, do, doing interviews and, sure. and doing game competitions and things like that to uh to kind of spread the word but uh i mean moving forward we're obviously going to uh to to look at other uh viral methods of of spreading but so far our, we're we're just trying to keep our servers from melting and uh trying to keep our our players playing the games and so that no one's left out um yeah yeah so let's talk about the servers melting um are you running into <laughs> scalability issues or what's we we actually are now uh well, that's we, good. we yeah absolutely we've we've almost hit a a, a critical mass uh, at least for our, our our beta setup currently um we're looking into ways to uh expand uh possibly new servers different things like that um but yeah we've 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 hit a critical mass pretty quick and i mean we've got as many as 3,000 players playing at any time right now, awesome. which for one little server is quite a, quite a load. And yeah. when I say our game is a flash game, most people think of a flash game as, you know, something that loads in two seconds and it's a little, like, dinky, uh, well, I mean, that, yeah. that's not always the case. But, no, our game is a pretty heavy-duty flash game, uh, and uh, therefore it... Well, it's basically it's 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 a pretty serious game in a sense that uh, yeah it it, it uses um, quite a bit of resources on our end in terms of server and database and a lot of data, but uh, it, it provides a, a lot more potential for like I said stats tracking and, and tons of different gameplay aspects and the ability to the ability to expand indefinitely, sure. but. Yeah, so I mean, our our servers are, <laughs> are 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 pretty stacked at the moment, but that's that's only good. You can never really complain about having too many people that want to play your game. Yeah, and are you guys then using the LAMP stack on the back end? You know, MySQL and yep, yeah, we're using a Microsoft uh, SQL 2008 server. Oh, you are okay. Wow. Yes. <clears throat> um, is there any reason why you went with Microsoft stack versus you know the free Linux stack? Um. I may not be the person to ask that, <laughs> uh, uh, but uh, I, I, I mean, I was involved in, in, in some of the processes, and basically, um, the reason we went with uh, with this particular one over another was uh, compatibility. We, uh, we, we basically needed, we, we didn't, our server could only support, uh, I guess, um, it, we didn't, that's nah, a long story, it, yeah, it, sure. it was compatibility no issues. Um, you know, so... So now what's what's next in store? Uh you have this thing, you know, it seems like it's a solid beta. Um what what's next on the line and you know, how are you going to you know, grow it, expand it, get the word out and make this uh you know, totally uh empower the world. Hmm, absolutely. Um well, I mean the the, the current uh, goal is to obviously pull ourselves out of beta and finish up all the loose ends and uh and then at that point we'll likely uh 
look at, at, at hiring some more people, um, dividing the team somewhat, and then we're just going to uh, uh, push forward. We have lots of other ideas for, for new games, uh, different platforms, uh, things like that. We know the people we're working with are... Like the the people I work with at FunForged are, I mean, some of the best people I've I've ever met in in any field um, that would do this kind of thing. And uh, I know anything that uh, that I work with them on uh, is bound to be successful. It's just it's no question. Uh, every step of the way has just been amazing. So um, I mean, our in the in the near future, we're going to get our game finished and uh, and really polish it and make it professional uh, and so that it can stand alone. Uh, uh, and then, yeah, we're we're just going to kind of push forward. The uh, I mean, the sky's the limit. The the limit. We're looking at uh, um, iPhone applications and, and things like that. All these brand new platforms that are opening up. And uh, and yeah, but uh, currently, yeah, we we're just really focused on uh, making the Empire game uh, as perfect as it can be, um, and really paying attention to what our fans are saying, and, and just going from there. <clears throat> and um you know what do you play have you seen any other new games that you've been inspired by that um that you might learn from for your game because you know now there's this there seems to be this huge explosion of these online <clears throat> MMO games and I wasn't sure if there's anything any other game that you've come across that's inspired you uh well I mean we have uh, all along uh since the beginning of this process we've been Playing uh, a lot of these these online strategy games and and kind of uh, seeing what what they're doing and and taking ideas from that. Um, but most of what we've been taking our ideas from isn't specific to the style of game. It's more about adopting uh, other people's strategies for things like pay uh, payment and. Uh, and platform and whatnot, which is why, like, for instance, uh, today we, in our store, we introduced the ability to, rather than pay actual money to buy in-game credits, uh, we, uh, you can now fill out uh, a survey, and that will also give you um, the equivalent, which is actually a, a really big benefit um, for our players. Uh, for instance, like a lot of our players in Europe and a lot of our younger players don't really have access to a credit card or, or anything like that. But by filling out a survey and putting in the time, they can get the uh, their money's worth of, uh, uh, of in-game credits, which I think is a fantastic uh, model that any online game should, should adopt right away. Because <laughs> there's, I mean, it takes a day to implement and uh it's a way for someone without you know even an income uh and just more time on their hands to uh you know be able to buy in-game products and, and things like that so um just things like that we've, we've been taking from from other uh games and experiences and are you guys going to uh, leverage your community for anything else besides uh game feedback i mean do you guys have them do artwork or other things uh, well, currently, uh, I mean, we're we're all scrambling around trying to you know get the game uh, finished. But uh, but yeah, so far we've leveraged our community to uh, help us put together a, a wiki. 
um, which is, is again, a brilliant innovation uh, that's come around. Just being able to yeah. put up this kind of blank canvas and say, hey, go play our game and, and, and you can write the tutorial. So basically most of our strategy, because any strategy can be argued, yeah. uh, it's, it's all you know, player-driven. So our, our whole knowledge base for our game is, is completely written by the players, uh, completely moderated by the players, including our forums. Everything is just you know, uh, player driven and, and, and it's, it's great for us cause it gives us a chance to, uh, to focus on fixing the game and, and, and not worry so much about, uh, you know, a, a, uh, enforcing or any sort of like policing of our forums and, and silly things like that. Like it's, it's, it's great. And it really allows our players to feel, uh, um, empowered and, and like they're part of a community and it, yeah, it's great. So, so, so far, uh, we've leveraged our, our community in that sense to help us expand uh, naturally. But yes, in the future, we're going to be looking at all kinds of things. Uh, we're not opposed to, yeah, like like uh, fan art and all sorts of contests and, and prizes and things like that and uh, and, and hiring like moderators and, and things like that. So, And, you know, in terms of, uh, you mentioned your back end that you have metrics. I, I mean, do you, do you then pretty much keep track of, you know, what's popular, what's working, what's not? Do you have an extensive metric system within your game? Uh, more or less. Um, it, current, like, uh, <clears throat> basically, uh, it, it's hard to say right now because, uh, I mean, beyond uh, ex- extensive uh, stat tracking and, and things like that, um, we haven't really... We have all of these things kind of ready to go, but none of it, uh, but we haven't necessarily fleshed it out. I mean, when we look at our priorities list, uh, at the top, obviously, is uh, um, bugs and functionality and, and things like that. But uh, within the, you know, convoluted uh, design documents for the game, uh, it's just we, there's so many things we have ready uh to implement at the end of the day um, that like I- including things like uh, player feedback and, and pattern tracking and all kinds of things like that to really find out, you know, what aspect of our game is being used the most? What do players, you know, gravitate to what feels the best in our game and, and really focusing on that feedback um, and, and expanding on that. So, and that, that's one of the reasons why, like I said, we included uh, an experience and kind of leveling ranking system. Yeah. Um, because it, it, it and also we're going to be opening up a, a trophy and achievement system, which we believe is really going to like blow the doors off the game. Because uh, I mean, anything you do in any of the games you're playing will will contribute to this overall meta account and, and really expand. So um, that, that probably didn't answer your question, <laughs> no, but uh, I, I did I did my best in that case. That's um, cool. Uh, my my other concern is that you know you talk about these mechanics that actually help your in-game experience. But what are you guys doing to, um, you know, to to make it so that people want to invite their friends or other people into the game? Okay. Uh, um, well, and I know that's I, that's just part of the design of actually getting new people in the game. I'm mm-hmm. just I'm fascinated because this is kind of like a new, relatively new type of development where you're just mm-hmm. it's kind of like live development where you're just constantly getting feedback from people every day. Mm-hmm. And just adjusting your game, and then also balance, balancing the you know real time feedback that you need to adjust or handle immediately with the long term issues of you know either adding in new features, adding in new mechanics, and getting more people in. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I mean, in terms of, of players, uh, you know, telling their friends and, and passing it on, I mean, uh, so far, I mean, our, our retention rate is, is staggering. Like any, that's been the biggest shock so far. And I mean, uh, it's a good, it's a great thing, but it's, it's hilarious when we look at our site traffic, um, it's never, ever dipped it's always just it, it it'll go up and then it'll go completely level because obviously players are have to log in every day um, and, and play their turns. But then it, it's just always kind of gone up in in this steady kind of way with each beta that we release and we expand our player base. And we haven't no, we've noticed that um, our, our our players that actually play the game are not leaving ever. <laughs> and and nice. uh, and it's it's been it's been great in that sense. And yeah, I mean they they're telling their friends and and because the game is so ma- like multiplayer in a sense that we have no geography in our game. Mm-hmm. So uh, one thing we wanted to avoid that uh, some some of some other games do is when you join a game, let's say you're an empire and you're a little nation sitting on a map. Um, if you want to play with your friend, your friend could be on the other end of that map, and you may never be able to ally, to attack, to do any sort of interaction, because there's all these other empires in between. But uh, our game, we've kind of just ignored the whole idea of geometry and er, or geography, and everyone is just one hour away from everyone else um, in terms of an action. So if you... If you and your friend wanted to join, you could immediately ally, immediately help each other out, or immediately, you know, go to war, and just essentially play your own little game within the game, um, and and that's been so critical from the very beginning, is we really wanted players to be able to join and play with their friends and communicate with their friends in the game and help each other out, or attack each other, or backstab each other right away um, without any sort of limitation. Uh, that that we've we've experienced in other games. So, uh, and that's another like our 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 ser- like our our certain games we can just they they can be so big and so vast and so many people can join them. So, uh, it, it, so far the sky's the limit in terms of of our multiplayer uh, our multiplayer um, base. So, yeah. And do you think Flash is even needed? I mean, could you have just done it all completely text based? Uh, we we could have, but uh, like for instance, I'm I'm the artist uh, in the game, and uh, and I've loved working with Flash because it let it lets me put so many fun transitions and sound effects and animation. Like our game is is full of little animations everywhere. Uh, whether it's a character uh, sitting in the corner of your screen, like half asleep because you haven't been attacked in a while, or or whether it's uh, um, something in, in like in the, the one of the backgrounds, there'll be planes flying around and like rays of light cascading across the sky. Just subtle things like that that uh, I, I really think contribute to the uh, sort of subconscious experience of the game. Like when you first load our game and you first hit that fir- the the initial screen. It's 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 pretty eye opening. You're like, wow, okay, this isn't a typical web game because there's tons of stuff moving and yeah. there's sound effects and and it's a really immersive experience. Um, and so, yes, I guess technically, yeah, we could have uh, made it a, a pure browser based game. Uh, and, and yeah, I'm sure that would have been easier on our servers, and uh, we would have encountered probably one tenth of the uh, bugs and things that we have uh, because of the animations. Sure. But I think the the power uh, that the animations and all the interactivity of the game uh, 
it, it outweighs any amount of effort it would have taken to fix any bugs. It's just been such a great experience working with Flash. And I, I truly believe that, that Flash is, uh, is the future of, uh, you know, of indie, early indie game development for sure. And being able to access as many people as you want, uh, it's just such a beautiful platform to work with. Yeah, so now, now you guys are doing a game that you, um, you guys are passionate about. Uh, do you have any other games in store? Or are you going to focus mainly on this game, or what's what's? The We've strategy? definitely got um, some games in store. Uh, lots of di- lots of different ideas, especially with uh, um, with, with a lot of uh, the new games that are coming out in the near future. I'm not going to really mention any specifically, but uh, sure. they're they're including framework to allow. Uh, um, developers to develop their own content within that platform, okay. and we're really excited about that uh, because uh, we have so many ideas, um, and and to already have a uh, a stable like rocking system to just kind of expand on would be so amazing. Um, so so that's definitely in store, as well as uh, um, um, other games that are kind of similar in a sense to uh, to the Empire's framework, but. Uh, but perhaps focus more on uh, an avatar, like a specific character that you can kind of grow and build, um, things like that. So, um, yeah, but we're, we're not stopping, that's for sure. We're, we're, we are all committed to uh, making games for the rest of our lives, uh, and we're, we're just going to keep going uh, from there. So, yeah, big things in the future for sure. Are you folks going to, you know, are you guys passionate, are, are you passionate about the strategy genre, or does it really even matter? Uh, to me, it to me it doesn't matter. Uh, I, I'd have to say when I when I, I began uh, the process, I I, uh, I mean I, I'm a fan of, of many different games. Uh, strategy is not at the very top; it's somewhere in the middle. And uh, but I'm beyond hooked on my own game, which I think is sure. really important because uh, a lot of if if you've been working on a game nonstop, full time, six seven days a week for a year and a half. You should be sick of that game. Like you probably don't want to even look at it. But I log into my game. Like when I wake up in the morning, the first thing I do is I check my game. I got to make sure if I've been attacked. I got to find out how my team's doing. You know, yeah. check if I've been threatened by other empires, things like that. And everything I've heard from everyone else is, yeah, it's the first thing they do when they wake up. They check their empire because it's always in the back of their mind. Um, so I don't, I don't think that that idea um, is is specific to any sort of genre. I think it would work with. Uh, with um, anything, uh, if it was an avatar game, if it was a, an RPG, anything like that, as long as there's that p- persistent real-time element yeah. where things could be happening. I mean, I'll relate it to like Animal Crossing or anything like that, where the game keeps going when you're not playing, and I think that's a really, really awesome uh, element, and it, it, it's great for developers because it keeps people coming back to your game. <laughs> You know, if people can't really rage quit a game that's always there, because you know the next day they're thinking, "Oh man, I should I probably got turns. I should log in and see." And then, bam, they're hooked again. So, uh, yeah, it's it's been a phenomenal uh, design model so far. Yeah, have you thought about lifting or changing the number of turns people get, and how does oh, that work? I mean, absolutely, uh, and I mean that'll that'll just come down to uh, like I said, the different kinds of rounds we play, like the different rules. Sure. Uh, like I said, currently it's every two hours, but we'll be playing rounds where it's every ten minutes, uh, or or you know, um, and anywhere in between, all based on the the 
how fast or slow you wish to play the game and uh, how many people you want to play with and how big the team is and everything like that. It's just like we've made the game so easy to just throw up another game in, in two seconds and uh, it's so so yeah definitely everything will be varied right down to we'll even include different um stats for units like we could have we have games where it actually displays you know these units have uh ha- have different abilities now for this game only and, and things like that so it'll really cater to whatever you want to play um in the same sense that if you played uh, say a first person shooter on the internet you can choose a server that that goes right down to exactly how you want to play and who you want to play with uh, so by having that functionality, it, it, we're really excited to see how our players react. <laughs> yeah, and you know, in terms of the cooperative play, are you going to experiment with any of the mechanics there or um, change any of the ways people can work with each other to beat other oh, people? Oh, cer- yeah, certainly. Uh, we're always expanding on that and, and changing things. And, and, and every day we're looking at ways of uh, driving the team-based element further and further. So whether it's ease of communication within the game uh, or it could be how easy it is to help another player how uh, how quickly you're notified of attacks against them and, and different things like that and uh, we have group attacks within the game where you can join up uh, with multiple empires on your team and attack other teams or other players uh, so the game is, is so team focused uh, yeah. it, it, it's really integral yeah. yeah for the audience um who may not have played the game yet, can you briefly describe um, the team dynamics uh, within the game? Certainly. Uh, so you all start right from the meta game when you create your your account and everything. You uh, you pick a game, you join it, and uh, and then you decide if you want to create your own team uh, and just hope that people are going to join. Or if you've told your friends that you're creating a team, you can just get in a group right away with your friends. Or you can just uh, you can say, oh, I'm just going to try this game blindly, and you can hit you know uh, pick a team for me, and uh, and the the, um, the game will set you up with with a team. And right from the first moment, and I did this. Um, I, I kind of did an experiment recently where I didn't, because I, I, you can change your name every game. So I, I made a name that no one would recognize, and I just joined a random team of, of, of our players. And immediately, the communication was staggering. Like, as soon as I entered the game, people were just sending messages and emails right through the game, like, nonstop talking about strategies and how they wanted to... Um, how they wanted to help each other with different research uh, and things like that. And I was just, it was so shocking to me. Who's, I mean, I've been sitting, working on the, the, the art for the game, basically, yeah. and uh, not really thinking about the big picture as much as I could have been. And then to just walk into that and see, wow, there's like, f- f- it was 15 people on my team, and all 15 players are all talking about how they want to win and, and what strategies they're going to use and... and things to do and don't and and especially like brand new players who had just wandered in and were kind of overwhelmed it was just telling them step by step you know here's how to do everything and i'm like wow i i I was so shocked that our players were like uh running the game themselves and and i couldn't believe the the community feeling immediately like i care about all these people i have no idea who they are but like if i log in and i see one of them's been attacked i just like I get in a rage, and I've got to hit, like hit the the enemies back, and it's so um, our game ends up having quite a bit of drama, uh, yeah. to say the least. A lot of like uh, kind of uh, 
vengeance goes on, a lot of rivalries, uh, teams following each other into other games, and just, just little wars, and it's great, because it, it really keeps the game persistent on everybody's mind. I mean, when you're at work, you're like, man, I, I bet you that guy attacked me again, and, and I'm going to go home, and then I'm going to have to like hit him back, and, and can I get my friends to help me beat him, and, and just all of those things go through your mind, and it's 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 stuff we didn't necessarily predict when we were putting the game together. We just wanted to make a game that was fun and efficient and kind of mirrored the original experience back in yeah. the day. And it's just gotten that much bigger. It's just everybody. It, it's it's such a team based game, and and I'm so happy for that. And are you going to introduce new team mechanics to uh, you know amplify that team experience or cooperative experience, or do you think that right now it's at a level where it's flexible enough and compelling enough well our, our next big the next big thing we're, we're aiming on uh, making is uh, an, an in-depth alliance system so currently sure. you you join a team and obviously the players on your team are your natural alliance but within the game we have lots of people forming their own alliances uh, with uh, just just you know diplomatically through or diplomatic yeah, through the uh, through the communication system, and it it it's amazing that that you know all of, they have treaties and and uh, um, you know no attack clauses and all kinds of things like that. And we want to really and, and these treaties are, are verbal at the moment, right? Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm trying to say, basically. And uh, yeah, and it and and they work. I mean, and when you get backstabbed by someone, it's really like enraging. But again, it it, it just makes the game that much better to have. It, it caters to any play style, and uh, and we want to include a uh, an actual kind of alliance system where there's you know benefits and penalties to uh, upholding alliances and uh, and things like that, and maybe you can flag empires that uh, have broken alliances and just different things like that to to see uh, to play with the like you said the uh, the team play mechanic and, and see how that that kind of factors out. But uh, so far, yeah, it's been really player driven in a sense that beyond your own team, you've kind of got to trust people, which really makes the game interesting. Yeah. You know, how do you how do you trust someone you don't know at all? And uh, but so far, it's been amazing. And um, you know, so you guys are an indie team. What suggestions do you have for other indie game developers looking to make a game? Um, um, mainly because you know you guys are doing something different. Also, you know, mm-hmm. most indies. I know it's shifting now, but most indies, you know, are used to the downloadable model. They're used mm-hmm. to, you know, make a product and release it, and then you know, work on the next game, stuff like that. Yep. And you're doing live development, so. Um, well, I mean, not to say there's uh, there's anything wrong with those other other methods. They they're certainly they've certainly proved to be successful. But I mean, the the one thing uh, I would really have as advice to anyone is that um, if you're gonna if you're gonna make a product and you want to make it stand out, you absolutely have to uh, be focused on quality. Um, yeah, I know the the everyone wants to release the game as soon as they can, and I mean we we were fully intent the the original intention back in uh, in May of two thousand eight was to have the game out by January. It's now uh, well November, and we're in beta, <laughs> so yeah. we missed that deadline by almost a year. Um, and none of us uh, regret that for a single moment because the. People yelling in the background here. Sorry for that. Um, but uh, none of us regret that for a single moment because uh, what we've come up with is so much 
better and bigger than we envisioned in the first place, uh, and it only gets bigger. So, yeah, my one uh, piece of advice overall is to not kind of get seduced by the idea of releasing your game ahead of time or, or releasing an inferior product or, or anything like that. Like, if you can, I mean, not everyone can, but, but do whatever you can to take the extra time to make it perfect. I mean, adopt, adapt as much of, you know, the Blizzard model as you can, uh, and just uh, wait until it's it's as perfect as you're going to be able to get it logically, and then and then uh, think about releasing because uh, I mean, like the, the the market is so saturated yeah. with uh, everyone wants to make a video game that you, if you're going to stand out, you have to put in the time uh, and effort. And I mean, trying something different is great. Uh, but uh, that's not to say you can't adapt, uh, take a game someone else has done and uh, and put your own spin on it and make it that much better. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. But you, yeah, definitely you got to put the time in and and uh, and and let it sit for as long as it needs to to be a perfect game and then uh, release. So, um. and, and to be fair, <laughs> I mean, a lot of the feedback that you get from the community, you know, can accelerate though the. Mm-hmm. Uh, the quality of the game. So how do you balance, you know, waiting, you know, because you're just five people and you're developing your game. I know you want to reach a certain level of quality, but at the same time by introducing it to the community or even if you find 10 or 20 other people, Mm -hmm. they can give you so much more feedback to accelerate a lot of the development. So how do you... Absolutely. Uh, I mean, I guess that's where you have the beta tag, and that absolutely, okay. yeah, our our beta tag. I mean, that that's kind of our our uh, stamp of approval right now. As soon as that gets lifted, that's when we're all, um, you know, satisfied with the game, and sure. and we believe at that point it can be truly expanded uh, beyond what it is now. Uh, and yeah, having the beta tag, I think, is really important, and just that idea of you know letting people know it's a work in progress. We appreciate any feedback, and. When people give us feedback, it's not like we absolutely consider it. We bring it up in our meetings and we talk about, you know, how can we actually implement this because it's a brilliant idea. And like you said, uh, having, uh, I guess, my other piece of advice uh, for for developers is get uh, a, an alpha and a beta audience uh, as, as early into the process as you can. Have people look at the game. Don't be afraid that... Um, uh, like the more eyes you're going to get on your game, uh, the more feedback you're going to get, and you're going to come. They're going to come up with stuff you could have never dreamed of uh, ever, and it's it's kind of been our our model ever since. Is that the more people we get looking at the game, the better ideas we get, and uh, and yeah, in terms of accelerating uh, development, it's true because you could be sitting there working on a task, and then someone comes up with a brilliant idea that could just streamline everything, and then it's like okay. Put put the gears up to 120 percent, and let's uh, let's get it done. And then it's a lot of uh, sleepless nights. But in the end, you end up with such a superior product uh, than if you were kind of developing it completely behind closed doors, and then you release it to the audience, and they're like, uh yeah, yeah you know." So, yeah, <laughs> and I think of quite a few instances in the past where that's been the case. Uh, <clears throat> so. Yeah, no, I agree that that yeah, the more eyes you get on it and the more feedback you get definitely accelerates uh, the experience. And you know, you guys seem to be pretty much on top of some of the new things happening in the industry. You mentioned potentially iPhone. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're using Flash and you're using backend uh, technology. Uh, how you know, and you use those offer systems. 
how do you like what's the process you guys use to just keep up on trends that are happening and you know ideas from other games that you might be able that might be able to inspire you um well we're uh we're not afraid basically we we attend every uh possible kind of gathering of other developers we can so uh for instance gdc uh, earlier in the year the game developers conference um things like fan expo uh and all sorts of conventions and anything we can get our hands on and any bit of knowledge we can get for free or for otherwise uh we we absolutely absorb um the the it for instance uh the video game competitions we've attended recently uh we didn't necessarily compete because we were too far along in our development process, but just being a fly on the wall and seeing what other people are doing and the directions they're taking is actually really refreshing. You know, for a, given that we've worked nonstop on this project for a year and a half, it's really nice to be reminded that there's other people doing the same thing and, and, and we told them our stories and they told us theirs. And anything you learn from a conversation like that, you just keep in the back of your mind. And that's been, that's how we keep, track of everything for instance like the offer pal system i mentioned earlier yeah. uh um i mean that that there's a number of companies using that and just through research and playing their games and and you know trying out their product we've discovered oh wow there's you know there's other ways to uh to generate revenue without asking someone for that you know that credit card number that so many people are, are you know afraid to give so different things like that and uh and yeah, just keeping in, uh, up on on technology, and it's really not that difficult because it's it's kind of thrown at you every day. Um, but yeah, really focusing on on keeping track of when other developers are gathering, you need to be there too. You know, <clears throat> so any opportunity to hang out with other developers and and uh, tell our story is is great. Um, aside from GDC, are there any other conferences that you found useful? Um. <clears throat> Let me think for a second. Uh, GDC would have been the biggest one. Uh, I'm trying to think what else was uh, um, recent. We've been so absorbed in our development. Uh, I mean, the one, the most recent that came to, to Toronto was the Vortex. Uh, okay. well, it was called Vortex, and it was a, uh, a gaming competition slash uh, kind of, um, uh, well, it was a series of talks from people in the gaming industry from all aspects, uh, whether it was indie developers or, uh, or, you know, professionals from like Ubisoft and, and all the, the kind of big companies and hearing them all kind of mesh together their ideas and, and feed off of each other was really, really, uh, impressive. And we, we took away so much knowledge from that, not just from the, uh, um, the actual presentations and, and the keynotes, but also from, uh, you know, just chatting with, with developers afterwards, uh, when, when it was all over uh, the the amount of knowledge and 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 you know scouting uh, possible talent to hire in the future when when our, our game's a little further on just things like that so uh, um, I mean here in Toronto that that's that's the other one I would recommend Vortex which happens uh, um, once a year and it was uh, about uh, two weeks ago so I guess it would happen late October early November every year um, but I mean GDC is obviously the the yeah. the big um, but uh, currently, though, those are the two main ones that come to mind. And then also uh, any sort of uh, gaming convention that comes along. Like, for instance, in Toronto, it's a fan expo. And uh, that, that's just a wealth of information. All of the developers from all the big companies are there. And it's, you just learn so much. And you demo all their products. And yeah, it's ama- an amazing experience. <clears throat> and, you know, where do you see the future of these 
of the gaming industry and online games going. Um, you know, you guys are indies. You're doing something a little different. You know, where where do you see things going? Uh, well, I mean, uh, I I'm starting to think that the uh, the future of gaming is is going to be uh, massively multiplayer. I think in in every aspect, uh, and I, I mean that that that's been pretty apparent recently. But I, I yeah. think uh, the days of paying sixty dollars for a single player experience are nearly over. That's my own opinion, but uh, I believe that if if you have a game that offers you three thousand hours of endless entertainment because there's other human beings playing yeah. directly you and that you can't supplement that dynamic with any amount of artificial intelligence and the good thing is as a developer we didn't want to have to create ai we didn't want to have to create a, a computer that pretended to be a human that like no we just wanted to put a whole bunch of people in a sandbox you know build a bunch of empires and attack each other and it's it's um and and i think there's so much to be learned from that experience and uh yeah i think the days of the of the single player uh experience for you know sixty dollars are, are are on the decline and i think uh um uh, er- everyone's going to start uh adopting some of these kind of mmo uh ideas of like you know you you get bigger and you get um yeah, persistence more yeah and and i think people have come to expect that from everything whether it's an ipod app or sorry an iphone app where you can yeah. just look at a global leaderboard at the touch of a button or uh or or even a game like uh, say like team fortress 2 where it's just uh you you have like this this pseudo kind of like system where you're always going forward and and they're always expanding and kind of going upward and i think so many games are going to start uh uh, adding that to their experience, and uh, yeah, and I and I also think that that, that like I said earlier, that Flash is uh, is is on the increase. I mean, for for a time, it was kind of a, on the decline because people were so used to skipping intro videos oh, yeah, to websites yeah. and you know all those annoying like ads that would suddenly start like singing to you and stuff. But <laughs> when people finally realized that, wow, Flash is especially with the new latest Flash like ten and stuff, it's yeah. It's just getting so powerful, and there's so much more you can do with it with ActionScript 3, and uh, yeah, I couldn't recommend it more. And it's great for an indie developer because it's so lightweight uh, on the development side that it, oh, it's beautiful. <clears throat> okay, and um, so any last words then for indie game developers out there? Uh, uh, basically just, <laughs> that's a pretty big question, but uh, yeah, I mean, uh, just the, the advice I mentioned earlier, uh, and just try to get as many eyes on your product uh, as you can as early on and uh, and and like I said just give show people what you have and talk to other developers and and you really can't go wrong as if you develop in in a shell if you kind of sit in your basement and don't really show anyone or talk to anyone about what they're doing I I, I it, it makes me think that when you'd finally do release you might be kind of behind the game you know and yeah. I think it's so important to because I mean we've been developing this game for a year and a half, but we've adapted every step of the way with brand new things. If we could show you design documents from like a year and a half or even three and a half years ago, yeah. it would be hilarious the difference between our product now and, and what was back then. And most of it has just come from, hey, how can we make this more fun for all of our players and and, and really expand in that way? And uh, yeah, I mean, just and talk to as many developers and make as many friends and contacts as you can uh, and just really show off your product and, and, and compare it to others and see what you can do from there because everyone is 
everyone wants to kind of show everyone else what they have and everyone wants to expand and, and learn th ways to uh, improve their own product with the ideas of, of, of others. And uh, I think only now has, has indie de game development, it's on such the incline that uh, I, I think the sky's the limit. Within a few years, you're yeah. going to see uh, the equivalent of like AAA titles uh, coming from, from from indie developers. It's just going to be amazing the leaps and bounds. Uh, and soon, you won't need the big machine companies that have been around forever uh, to tell you what a good game is. Um, because yeah, it's just uh, hilarious how uh, how fast everything's progressing, and it, it's really exciting uh, for indie developers and anyone thinking of getting into the industry. Now is the time. I mean, it's everyone we've talked to. They're saying within the next two or three years, the gaming industry is is going. The indie gaming industry is going to completely explode, uh, and you know it's and you want to be on that uh, that train when it comes so well don't, yeah. don't you think it's already exploding and maybe in the next two or three years the dance will be over and uh, the people I don't know okay I think well, at least I think... this version of just online because you know it's amazing how you know these flash games hmm? are actually getting more play than these console games that are you know a hundred times more or a thousand times more expensive yep. <clears throat> and eventually I'm sure the big companies will catch on you know yep. um they'll change course i don't know yep, if that'll absolutely. even help you know I, I think there's so many different design differences mm -hmm. and development differences that it may not matter but yeah but so you're saying that the next two or three years is going to be uh an awesome time for indie game developers i absolutely uh if so. yeah no i think uh i mean it's hard to say what's going to happen after that but i think uh um given the ease uh of making an independent title right now and, and the platforms that you can release it so quickly on like the iphone yeah. you hear all these stories of people making a game in like a week and releasing it on the iphone and then you know and it's just such a success and you know what that boils down to is that comes down to someone having a brilliant idea and seeing it through, and uh, and they're rewarded for their brilliant idea. And I think when you look at all of these game in, independent game companies, that really they they they're they're kind of doing it because they, like that is their life. They're like, wow, I've, I'm uh, this is my whole life, and I really really want to get into the game industry, and this is how I'm going to do it. And yeah. I think that what they're putting forward is uh, um, based. On true merit, it's not a preconceived notion. It's 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 a great idea, and uh, because like they don't have a giant paycheck kind of in the background, uh, you know, waiting for them. It's like wow, I I really have to make something from nothing, and uh, and the talent is just exploding. So, um, yeah, I mean, my my prediction and what I've heard from uh, from a lot of people is that yeah, the next few years are going to be huge for for indie game developers, and whether or not the big the bigger companies. Uh, Kind of adapt and, and put out similar products or try to tap the uh, the even like the the casual gaming market more than than they have. Uh, they, I mean, uh, it's it's hard to say what what they have uh, in store, but um, yeah. With if if an indie company on a shoestring budget can make a game that that more people play than a big like AAA title, uh, then I'd say yeah. At that's least awesome. for now, that's that's pretty awesome for uh, for indie companies. Yeah, and. Okay, and so where where can listeners find out more about the game, play it, you know, enjoy it, and uh, develop their sense of strategy? Okay, well, uh, the easiest one that anyone will remember off the bat is uh, theempiregame.com. 
that so that's our our main website. Uh, so it's it also thepheempiregame.com. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Great. So exactly how it sends or sounds, and uh, yeah, from there you can just log in right from the main page and and make your account, and then just jump right into a game and start playing with anyone, or tell your friends, and you can all be on a, a team together. And it's yeah, it's it's really welcoming. And of course, when you first go into the game, it's it's pretty. Um, there's kind of a lot to absorb at once, but like I said, we have a, a wiki, which is super helpful uh, and guides you through step by step. We also have forums that are exploding now uh, with, with tons of uh, people uh, with beginner strategies and, and explaining how every mechanic of the game works even better than we could explain it as developers. And uh, so, so yeah, and uh, and I think the game... The game, it, it, the the well, I mean, the art style and the pace of play and everything is is also it, it caters to to many age groups and male and female alike. Uh, um, we we really wanted to make the game inviting and and, and I mean, it, it doesn't take itself seriously. It's it's sure. a funny game. There like there's so many inside jokes and humor and it's it, um, and and yeah, I think uh, um, I, yeah, I think it's uh, certainly something else. But yeah, so theempiregame.com. Um, and from there, you can just uh, um, you can start your experience. Great. <clears throat> uh, thank you very much. We're talking with Ty from FunForge Games. Uh, thanks again for your time. Thank you very much. Yep. Take care. Bye. Yeah, you too. Bye-bye. <laughs>